Michael Hunter stood in the middle of the room he shared with his girlfriend? Mate? Neither word fit Rory Greystone. She was his. That was all that mattered to him. Only, instead of being present, she'd left. Again. He glanced at his watch. Five minutes had passed since he returned from meeting with the other boomers. If she didn't, the door opened before he could complete the thought. The red on her uniform didn't bode well for his temper, nor did her extended fingers as she waved a hand at him. Before you say anything, it was an emergency and you were cloistered away with the boys. I have a job to do, and I went to do it. Remaining still kept him from picking her up and examining every inch of her, followed by paddling her ass. Though he'd only ever spanked her once, she'd been less than thrilled with him for three days afterward. In play, she liked it, but when his temper snapped, she responded in kind. Aurora Greystone would be the death of him. What happened? He managed to get the question out on an even tone. Perhaps they were making progress. Four weeks earlier, he'd have already lost his temper. Some lunatic decided to go on a spree downtown. She stripped off her white uniform top, then peeled off her boots and leggings. A splotch of reddened skin along her side betrayed the hits she'd taken. Two long, very hot red streaks told him she'd been shot. The uniform's sparkling exterior to the contrary, it was a tough fabric and could take most hits, including slices. It wasn't invulnerable, though. Ricochets, she murmured, as though reading his mind. Maybe she had simply anticipated his question. Anticipation and probabilities were her specialties. He wounded thirty people before I caught up to him. So he was shooting up Midtown, and you had time to get there, track him, and catch him, but not enough time to call me? He didn't snarl or raise his voice but he could feel the blood pounding in his brain. Half-naked, Rory paused, then made a face. Fine. I was meeting with Josh and Curtis, and they wanted to strategize about Corkscrew and Dark Angel. Josh and Curtis, the other two members of her team of heroes. The latter pair was their missing members. Rory's need to find them, he understood, and even supported. And before you rip into me about not telling you I was going to meet with them, I'll remind you that you were meeting with your team. So I met with mine. This isn't a contest, Rory. Crossing to her, he pulled her into his arms and satisfied the need he had to check her over. Every delicate inch of her seemed unsuited for the work she did. Yet, at the same time, she possessed taut, supple muscles and moved with an innate grace, power, and confidence she'd earned. The boomers are as much yours as they are mine. No, they aren't. We keep everything compartmented. You do it, I do it. Looping her arms around his neck, she rose on her tiptoes until he caved to his final need and lifted her so they were nose to nose. You and me, we're a team. But you have your people and I have mine. She nuzzled him with a kiss and one by one his vertebrae seemed to unlock from the tension holding him rigid. 
The boomers are a biomechanical recon unit from a far-flung and disastrous future I can barely imagine. You're a fucking time traveler, Michael. I'm a hero. You're a soldier. You have your mission. I have mine. That doesn't preclude us from working together. He would find a way to make this work for both of them. I'm on your side. You don't trust Josh or Curtis. She had a point. So did he. You don't trust Garrett. I have to find Amanda, she whispered. She's my best friend. I have to find Ronan. He's one of mine. I won't stop looking. I won't not help if my city needs me. It's who I am. What if I need you? The words slipped out before he could stop them. They implied vulnerability, one he should have shielded her from. The world he'd left behind had no forgiveness for the vulnerable.